Welcome to Chatting Wine, the video and podcast series where we talk about all things wine related, keeping it simple, interesting and informative. Check out our Instagram page if you want to see more details. Cheers! Hey guys, welcome back to Chatting Wine. Um, lovely to have you back again. Um, today we've got a chap called Tom Whitehouse. Tom, say hi to our audience. Good evening, hello. Uh, Tom uh, works in sales in wine, uh, so he does works with sort of restaurants and bars and some individuals as well, private clients, um, sort of either coaching the staff um, or educating um, the private clients, um, and obviously sales about wine. Um, that's Tom's job. Um, Tom, how's, uh, how's lockdown three began for you so far? Uh, so far, uh, lots of, uh, well, for about a week ago, lots of homeschooling, uh, lots oh, of cooking, enjoy. lots of cooking. Um, and uh, luckily, I have my smallest child out of the way and uh, just the one to uh, to teach. Um, lots of good wine, actually, being drunk. Teaching the teaching children about wine or? Uh, trying to, but she's only five. Um <laughs> <laughs> so you know the, the the boredom sets in pretty quickly, George. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Um, Tom, we're going to talk today about the Loire Valley. So the Loire is um, very famous in in France. But Tom, I'll I'll, I'll ask you the questions about this. Um, right. Firstly, where where is the Loire? So Loire Valley is uh, central France. Um, some might say it's slightly north of central, but if you look at a map, it's pretty pretty central. Um, and to get a, an idea of uh, exactly where it is on the map, um, it, it sort of ranges from Nantes in the, uh, on, on the west, in the far west, right uh, by the sea, uh, which is famous for Muscadet in that area, right over to uh, Sancerre, which um, people know pretty well. Sancerre, a little town um, on the eastern side of Loire. Nice. Is it quite a big area? Huge area. Um, we're talking 800 kilometres, uh, sort of laterally. Um, so, yeah, absolutely huge. Uh, take you, you know, um, a good old, very long day to drive it. Um, and it's incredibly diverse in terms of, um, particularly its wines, um, its wine style, uh, which I'm sure we'll come into, George. But um, uh, it's also um, very high quality region in terms of wine production. Mm. Mm. And what's it? What's it like um, temperature-wise compared to like, the south of France? Is it still pretty hot? Um, well, funnily enough, uh, you know, not having been there for about three years, George, uh, I do like to travel around France. Um, uh, looking up again, uh, the average uh, in the summer is about twenty-four degrees um, as a as a total average, you know, sort of across the region. So no, not as hot as the south. Um, obviously, you get the hot days. Um, but you know, in terms of climate, your um, it's well, it's sounds fancy, but oceanic continental. Um, essentially, you could, it has to be oceanic because you've got a maritime um, climate. You know, over in um, in Nantes, um, and then as you come in to sort of the central area uh, and pushing in through Anjou, um, it's all continental. So. Um, there are some extremes. Um, generally, it's pretty ideal for grape growing. Um, tend to get sunny, you know, sunny August, good Septembers. 
Um, but then, then you get some um, some years with rainfall. Um, Flavor hit very badly by frosts, you know, 15, 2015, 16. Um, it can be problematic, but generally it's um, pretty ideal for grape growing and a lovely place to be. Cool. As, so as you said earlier, the um, obviously loads of different varieties are grown there, um, more so than any other region in France. I yeah, I mean, pretty much. It's, um, you know, I think that sort of su might surprise a few people um, because, you know, I, I still feel that in, in terms of the public general knowledge, um, Loire is not not that well understood. Um, I think, you know, if you said Bordeaux, well, we know about our Cabernet on Merlot and, you know, um, but Cabernet Franc, for example, grown in Bordeaux, sort of more or less originates there. Um, that's one of the key key grapes out in uh, in Loire. Um, it's, it's, it's hugely diverse um, and it'd be nice to explore that a little bit um, here. So. Mm. Well, uh, you, you mentioned Cabernet, um, Cabernet Franc. Uh, could you sort of talk us through what the sort of well-known red varieties there are. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd say, you know, depending on where you're from, I think in Loire, you know, if you are uh, from that part of the world, then there'd be a strong argument as to, you know, which is the most popular variety. Um, but if we dig into starting with Cabernet Franc, uh, there it's known as Breton, um, another sort of synonym. Um, and it's, it's famous in wines um, from Chinon, from Soma Champigny, for, from Bourgueil. Um, so if you're looking for, you're a fan of Cabernet Franc, you know, those are, um, they're Appellations. Um, you must remember as well that, that they are often towns. Um, I think this is the mystery sometimes of, of French wine. Um, you know, they're named after after places, you know, um, because it is a wine coming from Bourgueil, for example. Um, and so we need to read up and, you know, that's why you want to, you know, potentially go into a, an independent shop in this company, uh, country to, um, you know, to get a bit more info. But um, Cab Franc, yeah, Chinon, Somme Champigny, what you've got there is a, a, a kind of a light to medium body, um, red fruited, savoury, vegetal style of wine, um, you, you know, lovely wine sort of cedar pencil shavings from the oak um that's cab front um moving into gamay i mean uh gamay is very famous for for beaujolais wines of course um uh, beaujolais just being below 30. yeah yeah exactly um you know you as you come sort of um south of of, of beaujolais you know you're you're sort of coming in towards Loire. So there's no, um, no surprise that it grows uh, over in the east towards Beaujolais. Um, places like um, Cote d'Auvergne, um, Saint-Pourcin, I've got to be honest, um, you know, not so, not too many people, certainly outside of, of, of you know, the wine world would know these places, but um, they make great gamay. Um, and they, they do, they are quite reminiscent of, of the Beaujolais style, of course. Um, Pinot Noir, uh, not huge amounts of it, but I think it's easy for us to think of Sancerre and think of a crisp white wine. Um, Pinot Noir, um, you, you can get Sancerre Pinot Noir. Uh, it's about 5% of production in Sancerre. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it is literally uh, pretty much, as far as I know, limited to, um, to Sancerre in, in Loire. Uh, and then, yeah, Malbec. Let's not forget Malbec, George. Um, Essentially, Touraine and that area around the city of Tours, um, they grow Malbec um, 
and, and they've always got synonyms um, otherwise known as Ozerois and or cut um, in 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 you know in, in France and and they tend to be uh, really lovely you know they're they're not a sort of ripe fruited usually as um you know as something out of Mendoza but um yeah quite quite a range of 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 red varieties and um one thing to note and, and we perhaps we'll come back to this again but um is is generally the reds are lower alcohol on the whole um when i say lower alcohol I, you know often bordeaux these days are creeping into 14 or 15 um you know you can find really classy reds at 12 and a half you know 12 and a half percent um so there you go Right, yeah, that's really interesting. I think there's so many different varieties out there. It's crazy, and all different styles. Yeah, it 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 is it's vast, and uh, a lot of that is you know is down to um, the difference in soils and what, what what grapes go grow on them. You know, in the right areas and in the right terroir, because so that tells you that the terroir is changing throughout um, throughout mm. the world. Yeah, I think it's a great place to, to travel to. I think if you go to Bordeaux, Burgundy, you'll get the same. Um, Sort of style of wine, <laughs> yeah, they'll differ to each vineyard, but um, but when you go to Loire, you get all, all those different options plus more, so um, and different blends of whatever. I mean, so that's, that's... Yeah, I mean, uh, talking of such, there's no better way to discover uh, wine than to travel to the to the region. We, you know, we're lucky we get to do that from time to time in the industry. Um, I know George has, and you and I have been on a, a nice trip to Champagne together. So uh, <laughs> yes, we we'll keep keep some of those stories uh, for another podcast. <laughs> but uh, but um, no, I, I went to, through the Loire Valley with my wife uh, some years back before we had kids, and um, it it it's beautiful. Uh, I, I think you know it's it's too often that people shoot down to Provence or um, you know or into into yeah. you know Bordeaux or wherever they need to discover it. it's um it's absolutely stunning so yeah mm. right so now talk me through the whites so I know the whites are very well, very famous for for the Loire yeah um I mean I think I'd probably start with uh everyone would expect me to say Sauvignon Blanc um but no I, I think I'd start firstly with Chenin Blanc um you know I, I think if you know if you if you were from the region it's really sort of the pinnacle grape actually um again luckily they sort of known it as pinot de, de la loire nothing to do with pinot grigio there um but it it it's so versatile and chenin blanc um you can you can produce dry um so sort of dry vouvray styles for example uh sweeter vouvray styles uh sweet actual dessert wine from Chenin Blanc, from somewhere like uh, Coteau de Léon or Bonazot. Um, I've, I've drunk some great examples from there. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and also sparkling, let's not forget that. Um, you, know, we, you know, you can't talk about Loire Valley without, you know, and it's wine without mentioning, you know, Cremont, Cremont de Loire. So, Cremont, yeah. yeah, so often you've got many examples of, of Cremont with made um, in traditional method production, um, like a, a bit, you know, like a champagne, but with Chenin Blanc grapes uh, or with Chardonnay, either or, or a blend. Um, Cremont's a great, um, it's a great alternative to sort of weddings, isn't it? Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, the, uh, hopefully this is what, you know, these podcasts are for, George, in, in terms of, looking at value for money um i mean i i'd quite happily have a cremant de loire um you know for a wedding i, I recommend it because i do private tastings for uh, wedding couples um 
uh, you know, quite often. Uh, and, and it's just value, really. Um, if, if you like a champagne uh, and you can't quite stretch to, you know, to 30 quid or whatever, then um, look up Cremant de Loire. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I've got... Recently, I was drinking one from um, Chateau de Montgueray. That's called Tete de Cuvée. Um, and that's a, <clears throat> it's a Soma, um, Soma uh, Cremant. And it's beautiful. So, yeah, very versatile, Shannon. Um, and it also comes, mm, sorry, Tom, to drop, but it comes from South Africa. It's very famous in South Africa as well, isn't it? How do they differ in styles? Because I know in mm. South Africa, maybe it's not hailed as, a, a, an, amazing, as an amazing grape, like similar to Pinotage there. But in, as you say, in Loire, it's hailed. So what's the difference there? Well, I think, you know, maybe maybe it is a little bit of fact that it isn't just grown everywhere in Loire, um, you know, and... And I think I think there's you know there's a much more of a celebration of it in terms of if, if we're talking about you know the um, the, the dessert wines uh, what we call botrytized wines um, that, that a bit like a sauterne when you um, when you get some rainfall a little rainfall around sort of uh, the harvest time you know they, they you, you get sort of a, a, what's called noble rock growing on the on the vine, and they produced um, incredible um, sweetness uh, and and that sort of acidity balance within within the grapes. So you've got you know wonderful dessert wines um, selling you know a retail I don't know fifty sixty seventy pounds. Keep going if you want to. So um, again, the, the quality's right up there. Um, I but I think a lot of it, George, is, is coming down to um, typicity. So if you, you know, if you have a Vouvray, um, you know, and particularly from a top, you know, a top vineyard, um, then you you know it's Vouvray, you know, it, it really shines. Um, you, you've just got that, again, that terroir. The same sort of way you have, it, you know, with, with Sancerre, you know, it, there's just nothing like it. So, you know, uh, maybe, that, maybe that's one of the reasons. Um, I th- perhaps it's just better understood in the area. I don't know. Interesting. So, um, so I think it's interesting. You said we'll try to remember what there for the sweet wines. It just shows how how diverse the grape is, isn't it? And you make dry stuff. You can make great stills, great sparklings, great sweets. Yeah, and and so it's, it's it's a great grape. And you can't. I mean, you, you can't always sort of say that about every grape. I mean, you know, I've I've had um, you know sort of sweet dessert style Sauvignon, um, and I, I don't mean sort of you know so turns. I, mean, I just mean sort of new world offerings. I mean, and often they are underwhelming you know um mm. or, or sticky sticky chardonnays you know um they're afraid i haven't found many that are, that are quite as well so um very versatile yeah. um and then what, what yeah, else is that yeah the absolutely um well a quick a very quick mention for chardonnay um while i'm doing the sort of unexpected um usually uh, usually unwooded um you know they they don't, it's a different expression of Chardonnay really from Burgundy. So you, you tend to find them sort of young, clean, fresh wines. Um, you know, they should not be uh, underestimated. Um, but also um, they are blending. They do blend the, the, odd, the odd bit of Sauvignon Blanc with Chardonnay uh, down as you move into um, the central vineyards. And when I say central area, I mean sort of Sancerre, Puy Fume in that, in that in those regions, Puy Sur Loire, um, and and um, yeah, and then of course you've got Sauvignon, which you know 
very well known for pre-fume wines. Um, you know, it's down on the on the sort of near the Cher River. Um, really mineral rich sort of. Uh, they, they, there's something George called um, silex, which is a, a a type of flint that gives that particularly sort of minerality, smoky gun flint um, element to it. So pretty fumé, sancerre, so Sauvignon Blanc again. Um, if I can give a tip to any listeners, because um, because certainly pretty fumé, sancerre, the, the prices some will see was quite premium and and that doesn't mean that they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't warrant that because you get some beautiful stuff but um i like loire for the sort of lesser known appellations um by which i mean uh something like Reilly. uh Reilly is um quite close to to sancerre um you know still same kind of limestone um flinty uh soils so bringing out a real kind of crisp um minerality alongside you know the acidity and that kind of uh, typical um elderflower you know gooseberry type fruit uh can mm. can see um and uh, again uh just touraine sauvignon blanc um you know i think what's our uh, we have something Touraine being an area, yeah, very much. Oh, Touraine around Touraine is a huge area, and you know we talked about yeah Malbec coming from there. But um, if you want value Sauvignon, you know Touraine Sauvignon um, tends to be, you know, actually often not as intensely sort of smoky or or um, you know they're, they're a little bit more approachable if you're trying to get into drinking Loire white. Um, and I I found selling into a restaurant. Um, uh, again, to, if you want to talk about big, uh, crowd-pleasing wines, um, Touraine Sauvignon, um, you know, you'll find it, that is that is actually what you tend to find in supermarkets, um, generally. Well, this is what uh, the next question I was going to lead on yeah. to was, yeah, what, what do you find in, in the supermarkets in the Loire? I mean, what's popular? I think yeah. it's sort of Sauvignon. Yeah. It, it, a bit of well, it, yeah, it, I suppose the answer is it depends on your supermarket. Um, uh, you know, the the nearest sort of stone's throw to me is a, is a Morrison's. Um, nothing wrong with Morrison's. I I actually found a, you know, a Morrison's own brand, um, Touraine Sauvignon. Um, yeah, and, it, and it's good. What was that like? It's good. You yeah. know, kind of um, quite uh, crisp, f- fruity, but not as um, overtly. Uh, f- fruity or aromatic as say a Marlborough New Zealand Sauvignon, um, right. a, a typical one, you know, a Villa Maria, that kind of thing. So if you like, but I always uh, think that, mm. that it's really important to to note the difference between New Zealand Sauvignon and Loire Sauvignon. I think they're the two areas that do Sauvignon very well, uh, or yeah, I said they're 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 more famous <laughs> at the moment than other places, um, but very different styles. Yeah. Um, Exactly, and you know, you most most sort of drinkers fit in a category of one or the other. Um, and I, I, from my own sort of journey through, you know, working retail and into the on trade in, in wine, that um, I just used to drink buckets of um, of Marlborough Sauvignon, and I can't stand it now. Um, the, the the rare the, the rare bottle is great, but um, I, I think what ha- not for everybody, but often as you know, the more wine you drink, you you can pick out the subtleties. Um, you you appreciate the subtleties, um, and I found I actually find with coming back to Touraine, you know, the the balance of kind of fruit and and um, acidity is is really lovely. You know, they're not overpowering, so they are almost like any occasion wines. 
Um, and talking about um, what you might find in a supermarket, George, uh, Muscadet. Um, a Muscadet is from the far west um, over in the, the Nantes, near Nantes. Um, it's made with a grape called Moulin de Bourgogne. Um, many, many people just assume it's it's made with muscadet grapes, um, which don't exist. Uh, Moulin de Bourgogne, and so that they, with that sort of style, you get um, something quite uh, savoury, really dry, really sort of crisp. And um, I mean, they, it's no surprise if you're th if you're thinking about gorgeous seafood from the area, you know, maritime climate, blah blah blah. They're just perfect for um, you know your kind of white fish, you know, your shellfish. So, um, but muscadet, I'm seeing appearing more and more on supermarket shelves, and um, you've got to be a little bit picky. I think I think with muscadet, um, a, a little tip again, if you can find a muscadet surly, which means it's um, it's had some time um, to. The wine's had some time post, you know, during fermentation or post fermentation to um, to rest on its lease, like almost like a way a champagne does. But it it, it preserves its acidity and it um, gives it um, a, a touch of kind of body creaminess texture. Um, so buy Muscadet Sully uh, if you can, um, and don't go too cheap. Great, Tom. Thank you so much for that. Um, really, really useful. I'm sure our listeners will um will get a lot from it. Um, I know it's a it's a really diverse area. Um, and um, hopefully you'll come back on and do some, uh, some more podcasts in different areas. Absolutely, quite happily. Um, you know, I'm I'm learning all the time, so um, it's, it's it's nice to you know to give my experience of of, of this, and hopefully people will um, you know go out and drink more more diverse, yeah, be a bit more diverse in their wine choices, and hopefully we can doing these podcasts we help them to to do that. You know, absolutely, Tom. Thanks so much, mate. I'll uh, I'll catch you soon. Thanks, George. Cheers, mate. Bye now.